You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 034. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 34. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. As you guys know, Mr. Smith is on hiatus until probably late April, but what that means is I get to have a bunch of guest hosts, or guesties as I like to call them, and so today I'm super excited to have Kira Sabin back with us. She is a life coach, a troop leader of love for Traveling Light, as well as the College Crush. She blogs for a little thing called HuffPo, you may have heard of it. She's a college speaker, adventurer, story collector, and seven layers of ridiculous. Don't get it twisted. Not six. Uh, Not eight. Nope. And she's also from Madison, Wisconsin and loves cheese. So of course I had to have her on the show. Welcome back, Kara. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm I'm really happy to have you. And um, we had such a great time last week. And so I'm excited to, to share more juiciness. So if you're new to the show, what we tend to do is uh, vacillate back and forth between life topics and love topics. So today we've got another awesome love topic for you. And we're going to talk about how to not let a failed relationship ruin everything, ruin everything in your life, which I'm sure no one knows what that's like. Uh, but before we do, we always like to shoot the shit, warm up the right. mics. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I need to talk to you about cheese real quick. Um, I want to talk about cheese all the time. If I could be a life coach about cheese, I maybe would. <laughs> well, I, okay, so I listen to NPR and. So do I. I love NPR. I'm I obsessed. just found out, Kara, that there is a real thing called a cheesemonger. Like it's a real profession. Of course there is. I didn't know that. Oh my God. We are not, because here's the deal, Amy, we are never going to get into the Wisconsin versus California dairy thing. We're just not going to, because it'll hurt on our friendship. Uh, (laughs) But I mean, I am talking about the coolest thing about living in Wisconsin is we have all of these small farms that make these amazing cheeses, and we actually have festivals. So I went to a Wisconsin um, cheesemakers festival. And you get to go, and you, there's over 250 cheeses to try You're from all these small God. farms all around Wisconsin. Oh, my God. And it's like, I mean. How it's... bloated were you after that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you almost have to, like, prep yourself properly, right? Because <laughs> I, And you have to. I did it two years in a row now because we also have the international cheese, like, competitions here in Madison, Wisconsin. Oh, my God. Tell, so... me, that, tell me that people wear, like, cheese hats and, like, they dress up like a slice of cheese and shit like that. Uh, it's too fancy for that. But here's the deal. Like, I mean, I'm from Wisconsin, Packerland. So everybody wears cheese heads. Like, not everybody. But you know what I mean? Don't worry. You would never be disappointed here. Anyone who's anyone wears a cheese head. 
Right. I don't personally own one, but uh, plenty of people do. So there, you would not be disappointed in, in the ridiculousness that happens in Wisconsin by any means. So, um, no, it's incredible, though, because you go and you try these. I mean, you have to, like, prep yourself. And, like, the first year I, like, burned out after that. It's two hours long, this event. And the first, hour, the first time I burned out after an hour where I was like, no more geez. <laughs> so this year I had to, like like map out where I really want to go and what I want to try and some of my favorites. And I mean, so I could do it the whole two hours. It's crazy. I'm not even joking. It's crazy. I need to book a flight immediately. When does that happen? Uh, it's in the fall, but I believe also, like I said, uh, the international cheese awards, like, like competition <laughs> is in Madison. And I mean, that's like the yes. best cheesemakers from around the world. And I have to go to that because it's supposedly incredible. Well, I don't know if you know this, but on my website, I have like a 21 things you don't know about Amy. And the final one is I have never met a cheese I didn't like. <laughs> I am telling you, it is. Um, I, I just it's so I mean, I look and I'm like getting choked up over how good cheese is. Well, I'm thinking as soon as I'm done with this pod, I might go get some cheese. You should. You, I literally just went to visit a friend in Boston and I brought 11 kinds of cheeses with me. She's from Wisconsin. She's like, you better bring cheese. Oh my God. Jealous. I'm jealous. So let's talk about how to not let a failed relationship ruin everything. But before we jump into that really quickly, I just want to remind everybody we're right in the middle of Joy Junkie Jumpstart 2014. If you don't know what that is, you've been living under a rock probably. I'm taking hundreds of people through this. <laughs> Thousands. Thousands. It's epic. Epic proportions. Uh, it's basically a completely free five-day video series to help you jumpstart 2014, get out of your own way. It deals with a lot of the internal nonsense that really arrests us from going after the things that we want. And we're on day three, but you can still sign up and get access to all of the other days and uh, watch it with us and and hang out with the community and learn things. It's really simple. You watch the video, implement your learnings, and then communicate about it. So really, really cool, completely on the house. Just swing by thejoyjunkie.com, click jumpstart, and you'll be in like Flint. So that sounds so awesome. I'm going to do it. Do it. I'm going to do it. Cool. So what do you think? Let's just jump right into this. What do you think are some of the common ways people allow a failed relationship to ruin everything in their lives. What do you see? Whew. Well, so, you know, the cool thing about, if we didn't pick it up from my um, ridiculous bio, uh, the cool thing about Amy and I is that I coach singles and she really works with relationships. So we kind of come from two different places. And a lot of people who come to see me are coming after a major failed relationship or a divorce. And they are like the devastation level I mean, it's like nothing else I've ever, ever seen. Mm -hmm. um, and that feeling of failure right. is just like life stopping, life ending. You know what I mean? Like you, it, it, it tears down confidence in so many other areas of your life because you went into this, I mean, you know, because love and, and relationships, they kind of trick us a little bit. And we're like so happy and excited in the beginning in that obsessive love phase. And they're like, we're going to do this forever. And when that forever doesn't happen, I mean, it, it really wrecks us and it just shows up. I mean, and it could, I mean, it can affect 
how you are with your friends and your family and your job. I mean, it can just devastate everything. Have you seen that? Oh, oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's kind of what we were talking about last week with collapsing your entire identity into something. But even if it's just a portion of your identity, and I don't, I don't even feel like it's as much that that people are suffering from as much as it is I failed at something. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think you really hit that with with the failure component because people f- feel like I was all in. You know, I thought this was a forever situation, and now that's not. And I've seen people go through the same thing. I went through the same thing with the loss of a career that I thought I was going to die in, you know? Right. And you have to mourn it. Right. And the thing is, is that, and I mean, I'm sure you know as well as I do, a lot of people, um, it's one thing to kind of ask for help or support when it comes to a job or weight loss or all of these different things. But love, love we just expect that we're good in, good at. Like we're supposed to know how to do that innately. Right. Exactly. And so when people fail at it, there is so much shame around it. There is so much like what's wrong with me as a human being that I couldn't do this. Right. Right. And that's so not real because the thing is, is that I think that dating and relationships are really evolving. They look completely, I mean, we could have a podcast just on that, you know, about how different things look 50 years ago or 100 years ago. I mean, they're different today and our expectations are different. Our lifespans are different. Mm -hmm. Everything about the way that we are dating and having relationships is different than it used to be. And we aren't necessarily changing our mindsets or perspectives or taking care of that self-awareness enough in in ourselves to evolve with it. And that's kind of what I do. And I'm sure that that's kind of what you do. But I got to bring something up, Amy. I got to talk about something, if that's okay. I just got to lay this shit down right now. Do it. I have a pet peeve and it's a pet peeve with our whole like society. So for me, I don't have ass shit. I don't, you know, have a pet peeve with just a person. I like to have it with a whole culture. <laughs> um, and for me, this is what I work with my clients on it and, and try to talk to clients on it. It's the fact that it is mind blowing to me that when I say to somebody, what do you think a successful relationship is? There is almost always one answer. Okay. And that answer is falling in love, getting married, and like dying together as a couple. Okay. Like that's it. You're, you're it for your life. And how messed up that that's the only way we view a successful relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that's the only, I mean, of course we're going to think that we failed. Of course we're going to like be devastated sometimes for years if we only have one way to view a successful relationship. But you and I both know as life coaches, there's always options. There's a lot of right answers. And I I agree with you. I, you know, I've figured out a system that works really well for me, obviously in my marriage, but Mm -hmm. I feel that there's so many ways to do it. Like, I, I think it's fine if you want to have separate houses as a couple. Absolutely. Oh, look at that. Oh, we're totally doing a podcast about that. Do you know, I, I, I think you can live forever and never get married. I don't think marriage is for everybody. I sure as fuck don't think kids are for everybody. You know, right. there's so many things that we can shake up. You know, in, in our own household, we do, like, I do my own dishes. He does his own dishes. I do my own groceries. He does his own groceries. I do my own laundry. He does his own laundry. Like, we hire somebody to clean the house. We I don't subscribe to antiquated or 
you know, archaic views about what a relationship should be. I follow my intuition, what does or doesn't feel good to me and how I feel fulfilled. I don't feel fulfilled in these antiquated notions of like fucking caretaking for a house and keeping things clean. And like that doesn't work for me inside of our relationship. Now, if it does for you, if you are fulfilled in that way, then you should nurture that. Absolutely. I love this conversation. I love this because I love to talk about this. I love to talk about there's so many wackadoo shit happening in, in you know, 2014 um, when it comes to life and love and dating. But the best part is, is we get to create what we want with the other person. Yes. Yeah. And it can look totally different than what everybody else says. And that's exciting to me. That is so exciting that we are, you know, at a place in our world where we get to create a relationship. Like you said, if you don't want to, you know, if you don't want to share a bed, that's cool. Whatever. Because, because, you know, we are living, can I tell, can I tell a quick story? I'm clearly very into this topic. Yes, do it. Um, So you love NPR. I also do. I also love PBS. There used to be a show on where they would bring on celebrities and show them their ancestry. Oh, cool. And Robert Downey Jr. was on there, who I really like. And so I'm watching, and they're, like, telling him about his great-great-grandmother, who was a Russian-Jewish immigrant, and that her whole entire life, she wanted to come to America for religious freedom. So, you know, they're, they're telling the story. She finally gets there at 47 years old and with six months dies. Oh, wow. and I, Yeah, and you're like, oh, so sad. And, you know, Robert Jr. was like, that's so sad that that was her dream. It finally happened. And then she passed away at such a young age. Yeah. And then the guy goes, well, that was a normal lifespan back then. Wow. So I mean, this is in the 1880s or 90s. We have to realize in a little over 100 years, we have doubled our lifespan. So when you're in it for life, your life looks so much longer. You're not dating your wisdom now for 20 years. You're in it for 40 or 50 or 60 right yeah so I mean that's completely different and that and that not only that but they did not used to have like menopause because women didn't usually usually live that long Jesus Christ and that and that they said I know this is like fascinating I like this is what I love to study and research is like the way that people used to get married and and have relationships and the other thing that I've found out recently is that most of the time PMS did not show up in a relationship because women were constantly pregnant wow because there's no birth control. How interesting. <laughs> Sorry, no. <laughs> it's just, I mean, this is like what we have to realize is that things are changing. They're truly evolving, even in just like the last 50 to 100 years, and we get to evolve with it. Right, right. And it, but, it, but it's true how we still have a lot of our, like, older notions about right. success in a relationship and things like that. So, of course, you're going to be devastated when it ends because you have only one way that su- that success looks for a relationship you know so one of the things you could do right now is redefine your definition of success um, absolutely on your own terms you know and something else that that i love to look at and it's really kind of a perspective thing so let's say you you're in a situation where maybe you just broke up or you just got a divorce and it really does feel like it is permeating every fucking area of your life. So in the coaching school that that I went to, we used a thing called the wheel of life and it's really common in a lot of coaching mm, modalities, right? Yep. And it's basically it's basically a pie. It's a circle and it's got eight different sections to this pie and they kind of represent large components of our life. So 
Fun and recreation is one of them. Career, money, friends and family, physical environment, significant other, personal growth, and health, right? And there's a lot of different reincarnations of a similar concept, right? So in this theory, we've got one component of our pie is your significant other. One piece of our identity is our significant other. But what mm-hmm. we allow is we allow that one, one-eighth one essentially, of our life to become 100% of an influencer over everything else. So that means you can't enjoy your career. You don't allow yourself to have fun. Your health is suffering. Your money is shit. You're not talking to your friends and family because of this one piece of the pie. And we do it for a ton of things. Like, you know, if our if our career is floundering, we make it affect everything else. We don't allow Absolutely. ourselves to enjoy anything else. If money is suffering, we do the same thing. So what I would love for you guys to try on is just look at this as a perspective of, okay, I'm suffering in one area of my life. It doesn't mean that I can't enjoy being physically fit and healthy. It doesn't mean that I can't enjoy my friendships. Does it mean that I'm going to feel the effects of this one area of my life? Of course. But it doesn't mean that it has to be devastating in every single area. What do you think about that, Kara? I, I mean, I completely agree because let me tell you, uh, I doubt that if you, you know, were, I, I doubt that we would put that much emphasis on all of those other pieces of the pie. Rarely do we. Sure. And we just, you know, and it's just about, and it's talking a little bit of, even about just last week that, you know, we are so many things. And when we allow for one thing to take over, um, you know, we're screwing ourselves. Yeah. We are absolutely screwing ourselves and, and just that, you know, I don't, I don't know why sometimes we can't just realize that we evolve and we change and, and, and relationships are going to evolve and change. And why can't that be okay? Right. Right. Why can't, why do, why, why when we put a certificate on something, do we have to look at that person and be angry that it's not the same that it was and instead say, wow, I learned so much with you. I learned more about who I am and what I want to be because having a relationship is one of the best and most challenging things you'll ever do, but you will learn a shit ton about yourself. Why can't we say thank you instead of be angry? Exactly. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because I, I know we're going to kind of share with them what to do about this if you find yourself Mm -hmm. in this situation. And Mm -hmm. that's so one of my points that I wanted to make. So it's perfect. I always would tell Mr. Smith that he's so great about segues. So you are fantastic as well my friend thank you i didn't even know i didn't even know i know that's just see that's what happens when you talk with mm-hmm. a guestie who's mm-hmm. in your soul tribe <laughs> guestie who's in your soul tribe <laughs> every time i hear that i'm like soul man <laughs> nice so let me ask you i know that you and i both have have worked with a lot of clients who have surmounted divorce or come out on the other side of divorce and how it really is a super trying time um any thoughts that you might have on what you've seen people do um, because of divorce or because of a failed relationship, like how it how it manifests, how it takes over everything in your life? Sure, because you know what? It shakes up who you are. Like, you know, when we talk about, you know, believing that you are a, you know, a wife or husband and then and being part of that couple and then you're not anymore. 
it shakes up like, what else am I bad at? What else am I, you know, what else could I possibly screw up? And the big thing is, I mean, why people usually come to me is I don't want to make the same mistakes because this hurts. This hurts like fuck. Yeah. So how do I make sure that I don't, you know, do the same patterns or have the same problems in communicating or, you know, end up because it's really easy during the beginning part to be the victim and say, this is their fault. They did this. They did that. You know, but come on. We both know that that's crap. And I mean, it's it's when you want to say, I don't want to make the same mistakes. I want to make sure that I have as much knowledge about myself and creating a healthy relationship as possible to go in and do it right this time. Because I'll tell you, I mean, I'm just going to tell you because I just happen to have these like up. Um, second marriages have a failure rate of 67% and third marriages have a failure rate of 73%. Really? Yeah. So, yeah. So basically you didn't learn your fucking lesson. Basically you didn't learn your fucking lesson. And that is what I, you know, and that's, that's what's so important about what you and I do is the fact that you have to create that self-awareness of like, what, what did I contribute to this? Right. Right. You know? And it's amazing what people are blind to until we start freaking talking about it. And they're like, oh, I might have done that. Right. Okay. Well, this is just too perfect because that's another one of my bullet points. So I'm, I'm really excited. So let's, let's talk about what can they do about this? Like if they find themselves in a situation where, uh, let's say they're in the heat of it, they just got served divorce papers or they're in the middle of finalizing things or, um, the relation, they just broke up with somebody. What can you actually do about it? I've got like a little four step process, but I want to hear I want to hear your tips first. Sure. I mean, and, you know, and I bet that they're going to probably, you know, overlap a little bit. But my number one thing is about you and I is getting help and support. Because what happens is you get into this train inside your head and it, you can't get off. Yes. And you need to. This is a great place for you to get help, support, outside perspective, whether it looks like a life coach or therapy or joining a support group. Yeah. You have to get out of your own head about it. Because you need that outside perspective. You have to or you will not, you know, you will just get, it'll just keep going over and over and over and that negative self-talk and that, you know, questioning your self-worth and questioning how you are at relationships and questioning if you're lovable. I mean, it can just take you to a bad place that you can get stuck in for a pretty long time if you don't get that outside help. Absolutely. Don't try to be a fucking hero. <laughs> That's what I you say. <laughs> no, exactly. And you know what? For people who are like, what? You're a life coach. You know, I say, who doesn't need one hour of their life a week to get an outside perspective? Who doesn't need that? I don't care. I'd love to know. I'd love to meet that person who doesn't need one hour a week to talk about their life and get an outside perspective. Right. And, and they it, can like fix everybody else's shit too while they're at it as far as I'm concerned. Exactly. <laughs> I know. I always say, if you think you don't need therapy, you need it more than anybody else. Right. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Exactly. And then, you know, and then I think the the biggest next step for me is rediscovering and, and, you know, as you said, recovering in in the last one or uncovering who you are alone because you are not going to know that identity again. And the thing is, is you might actually realize like, oh, I gave up all of these things I love just because life got in the way and relationship got in the way and kids got in the way or whatever, You know, getting to know who you are alone and what you love and what you love to do and embracing that 
can actually be not only like an empowering step, but can actually be this really like great life fulfilling step. Because I think, you know, so many times people are just like waiting to get into the next relationship. I think we just have this, you know, you got to look at, at life or your relationships in life. You know, sometimes you're in the one and sometimes you're not. Yep. So you better like love life the same for both of those places. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you guys, if you haven't signed up for Jumpstart, we're talking about shit like this in Jumpstart, like how to actually change your mindset. So please go fucking sign up for my free shit, please. Because it's free. It's I know. I'm free. sorry that I had to do a shameless plug, but like I want, <laughs> I really want people to be able to start doing this stuff because that's the problem. People don't say, oh, I'm either, sometimes I'm in a relationship and sometimes I'm not. They say, if I'm not, I'm not worthy. I'm not lovable. I'm damaged. They they make up other truths instead of just stating the facts. I'm either in one or I'm not. Like exactly. Said, and, you know? and and why wouldn't you be your best at both of those in both of those scenarios? Absolutely. Yes. Because I'll tell you, and you probably, you know, and I know that especially you you and Mr. Smith had this like amazing relationship, but I have plenty of friends who have kids who have I mean and they're like what I wouldn't kill to be single for two weeks <laughs> your uh, grass is always greener so right. you might as well appreciate while you're there you might as well get to re you know re get to know yourself you might as well you know travel and do things that you're passionate about and excited about and guess what you are then creating the best self for that next relationship that's the best thing you can do instead of jumping back into something yes oh my god yes so, and my last thing is what I think you just said it and, and that you're probably going to, you know, say again in just a second, it's just <laughs> reframing that perspective, like changing that perspective of, I am not a loser. Things just evolved and changed. Now, who do I want to be now? Yes. 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 We're, ch oh my God, this is an amazing podcast. <laughs> Everybody should listen to this podcast. <laughs> So please share it, you guys, especially if you know somebody who's who's in a situation like this where they – and we all have it, where they went through a breakup and it's all they talk about. They only talk about their current set of circumstances instead of moving past it. And there's definitely – you know, that that actually is a great segue for, you know, my, my four bullet points for this. Like what can we do about it? And the first piece is – Allow time for grief. Mm -hmm. Okay, so when you're in the thick of it, like when it just happened, you need to be pulling your eyes out. You need to get that shit out. You need to be angry. You need to be indulgent in things that maybe aren't that healthy for you. You know, we, we all have that little period of time where I feel like the high road is totally overrated. You need to take the fucking low road. You need to not be your best self. You, you know what I mean? It's the human hall pass. I talk about it all the time. You need the chance to be human. You know, it's not the time to like, okay, I need to, I need to try to institute positive self-talk. I need to be aligned with my core value system. You know, I have 17 like, new mantras that I have to repeat to myself every day over and over and over again. No, you need to grieve, man. Like you need to grieve. It is something you thought was going to happen and it didn't it it's a loss so you need to give yourself time to grieve it as such but there becomes a point and this is different for everybody but there becomes a point when it's not serving you to grieve 
where it's actually starting to inhibit you from really living your life. So that's what I'm talking about with that friend who they still identify with their breakup. That's all they're talking about. They're not moving on. And it's different for every single person. But it's where you get tired of being sick and tired. You know, when you get tired of not getting out of bed, you're sick of not going out with friends. That's the point when enough grieving is enough. Like you need to start some self-care. So that's why I always say first things first, grieve the loss. Second thing, choose your behavior wisely, you guys. This is one of those things people will say, I can't not call him. Yes, you can. You choose. You won't. You're deciding I'm going to call him or I'm going to stalk his Facebook page or her Facebook page or I am going to collude with all of my coworkers who are all divorced and who want to talk shit on their exes. That's your choice. So what behaviors are you choosing that are actually locking you in to your victimhood and keeping you identified by your circumstance? You should see me over here. Kara. I'm like – I can only imagine. I I'm can half imagine. fucking naked because every, every time <laughs> – I seriously, and my leggings are, swe- are totally sweaty. I need to take, but I had to take my shirt off because I'm so, I get really hot and sweaty and I have to take, take layers of clothing off. Um, but yeah, call, I mean, really watch yourself because there's a lot of stuff you can do. Watch your vocabulary. Are you constantly talking shit to yourself? Are you talking about your ex in a really derogatory way? You don't have to do that. You could actually choose a different conversation. You could choose to talk to people who aren't in this, aren't into colluding with you. Um, Absolutely. And let me tell you, you are giving them so much power when you're like talking about them all the time. Right. And And isn't right. And more importantly, you're stealing your own joy. You're Mm -hmm. not allowing room for your own happiness because you're locked into, yes, I'm going to make this failed relationship permeate every single area of my life. I'm only going to be defined by my circumstance. So one of the things you said earlier, and this is my number three, is choose learning over baggage. And what I, what I mean by that is you can look at your circumstance, your divorce, your breakup, and carry it with you into that second marriage, that third marriage, like you just said. You can choose to repeat the same behaviors in your next relationship, or you can decide right now, I'm going to learn from this. So you can say, okay, I recognize, here's my, here's my habits. This is what I tend to, here's where I lose myself. Um, here's where I'm, I'm not the best at communicating. Here's where I need to step it up. Here's where, I, whatever. You can choose to go, here's what I learned from this person. Here, here's the needs that I, I realize that I have that are really important to me. Um, here's where I'm not, I'm not willing to bend. You What people don't realize is when you hit that breakup point, you are at this precipice where you can completely redefine who you are and who you are going to be inside of a relationship. But most of us don't choose that awareness and the learning. We choose victimhood and then we carry it through into other relationships, which becomes baggage. It becomes old shit, old patterns. And you repeat them over and over and over again. And we will do that until we fucking learn our lesson. Yep. Uh, and which by the way is so ridiculous that people are willing to stay in that pain place of comfort in their weird way rather than work with somebody like you or I to 
move forward and not have to go through that again. Right. And it's not, it, it really isn't rocket science. And I'm always talking mm-hmm. about this. It's, it's awareness. It is consciousness versus unconsciousness. Until you look at, really dig into this. And this is, this is the crux of coaching. This is what we do, is we right. dig into what is and decide what you want. Okay, if this is our current reality, what do we want it to be instead? That means some shit needs to change, you guys. You can't behave the same way inside the relationship. So what if you were to look at this as a completely new opportunity for you to com- to create a relationship on your terms and decide right, right now what's going to be different? That's a choice. That's exciting is what it is. You're right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then, you know, number four is this is really just kind of like how to how to help you through a really trying time. And this has a lot to do with mind games that, that you were mentioning. Attached to a thought, a mantra, a phrase, anything that will give you comfort, particularly when your mind starts going crazy. So like what you were saying, like if you're if you don't have enough things to do or you haven't packed your schedule enough, your mind starts going, oh my God, what's this mean? What's that? And what, am I a loser? Did I not provide? Am I too clean? You know, we all do it. We all have this inner conversation, but you can combat it. So what if, you know, when you start going down that slippery slope of, well, maybe I should have done this more. Maybe I should have done that more. What if you just have a simple phrase of, you know, I recognize that that was meant to teach me something and I'm actively searching for the learning or, you know, you don't have to be like, I'm going to be amazing in a relationship in the future. Like it, it needs to be something that you can buy into, you know, something that you can say to yourself that brings you comfort. That's the only stipulation. So even if it's something like, um, I am creating a new, uh, approach to dating or a new approach to relationships, or I get to define what my next chapter looks like. You can choose anything. The only thing it needs to do is bring you comfort um, and feel good. So if you're like, my ex is going to die in a train accident, that might not be, does that make you feel amazing? And lo- you know, it, it might during the grieving period, but you want something that makes you feel powerful and attached to you, not right. about them. It has nothing to do with them. It's about you. What do you think, Kara? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what else I think is great? Distraction. Yep. Yep. <laughs> During that grieving period, that tough time. I mean, yes. I you you distract. I mean, set up time with friends. Go to a movie. Do do what you need to do to not be in your head all the time. Yeah, it's so good. That's so true. And then my only caveat to that would be watch if you are skipping over again it's the place to look of like when is it serving you and when is it not serving you there's a time when it really serves you to not to to be distracted and then there's a point when you are not looking at the things that you need to change when you're scared to dig into it and really learn the lesson that's when it's you need to dig in and not distract but at the beginning hell yes you just need to survive (laughs) you know it's painful. Absolutely. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, you know, I, I have, um, I've certainly had some bad breakups. I'm not divorced, but I've certainly had some bad breakups. And I mean, they've kicked, they kicked my ass, you know, it, it does, it does happen to all of us. And yeah. we, and how we 
you know, allow ourselves to, you know, I'm a feel it, then heal it, you know? Yes. Oh, I love it. So, I mean, we, we all get there and how we move forward is, is really up to us. Feel it, then heal it. That's so great, Kira. I didn't create it, but I, I'll take credit for it right now because I don't know where it where I got it from. I, just heard, <laughs> I heard it forever ago, but I just think that that's, I just think it's true in, in everything because you have to, because I do see people, you know, not wanting to talk about the hard stuff or, or get out of their comfort zones. Um because it's scary and I'm just like you got to feel this and then you heal it and then you move on because the other option is you hang on to it it's in the back of your mind forever and it's sabotaging everything you do right right absolutely and and I really think it's important what you said as your number one thing which is get support because there really is only so much that we can do by dissecting it ourselves and it is it's incredible I mean even you and I will toss things around with each other like is this, is this my own negative self-talk or is this really true? Or, you know, it's so important to have a springboard in some way. Um, so yeah, reach out and get, get some support around that. Um, any, any final thoughts about this that you want to kind of leave the audience with? Um, just that I am right now, uh, pushing Amy for us to do a podcast on evolving relationships and what they can look like. I already wrote it down. Okay, great. Uh, to to have a bigger conversation about this because, I, you know, I, I just want to go back to that thought of a successful relationship can look so many different ways. That's great. And when you can um, stop looking at this as, as a failure and as more like a learning process. Yep to become, you know, to continue to becoming the best you, that just, that simple thought process can absolutely change the your day. Yeah. Yeah. And scene. And fade to black. Um, <laughs> that That's great. And I think for me, the final thing that I would want to leave everybody, because if this, if this topic is really resonating with you, and you are at a point where you are just breaking up or divorcing or, or whatnot, more so than anything, give yourself permission to go through this your way. And that's why I always say, give yourself the human hall pass if you need it. There's times to implement your tools. There's times to choose the mantra. And then there's times to just allow yourself to be human. So know that you get to choose your process. You get to choose it. Um, And that usually, almost always, with time comes healing, you know? And right now, you might want to kick me in the throat for saying shit like that. So (laughs) I'm just saying, allow yourself to grieve. Do whatever you need to do. If it's, you know, nutter butters, if it's too much libations, whatever. Knock yourself out. (laughs) Um, But yeah, allow yourself to go through this in the most powerful way that you choose. You get to choose how you grieve. You get to choose how you come out of this. Um, yeah. So I think that's about it. Oh, tell everybody where they can find you, Kira. Oh, I will. So I am on the site, starttravelinglight.com. That's my blog, and there's lots of great thoughts. I also have a podcast mm. called Seven Minutes in Heaven, and it's literally around seven minutes long. It's called I call it Self Help for the ADHD, so and cute. you can find that on iTunes or on my site. And um, 
there's a lot of a lot of good thoughts for um, definitely singles, but also everybody because there's thoughts on love, but just new ideas on life. Well, and a lot of a lot of what we talk about can be parallel to other areas of your life. Like it, it, all of the things we talked about now could have been somebody losing their ideal job, you know, and you have to grieve that. Absolutely. Know? So you can always find the application if you choose it. Um, cool. Yay. So yeah, please, you guys go check out Kira at starttravelinglight.com and be sure to check out her um, her awesome podcast on iTunes. And if you haven't joined the Jumpstart, you know, fucking do it. That's all I'm going to say about that. Do it. <laughs> Everyone's doing it. Um, hashtag peer pressure's a biatch. <laughs> all right. So here is to loving and living your most badass life. Kira and Amy over and out. <laughs> <laughs>